0: You're listening to episode 31 of the STEM Space. I just finished my first year of teaching formally in the classroom. Natasha and I are gonna talk all about what curriculum I used and what my takeaways were of my first year of teaching STEM. Tune in to find out more. Welcome to the STEM Space, hosted by Vivify co-founders, Claire and Natasha. Two aerospace engineers turned educators, sharing our passion for all things
1: STEM. Check us out at vivifystem.com. Claire, you did it. You survived. I did, yes, barely. (laughs) So you just finished your first year of teaching. How does it feel?
0: It feels really good. I'm still exhausted and I feel like I could sleep for a week. I mean, I've, I've taught before, but only informally. So this was my first time being in the classroom, being employed by a school, and teaching students every week for an entire school year.
1: And let everybody know, what are the grades that you taught and how often did you see your students? I teach kindergarten
0: through sixth grade. That was this year. We're adding on a couple more grades next year. And I saw the grades third and up twice a week for 45 minutes each class period and kindergarten through second grade, I saw once a week for 40 minutes.
1: So when you started planning for the school year, did you want to have the same curriculum since it was gonna be your first time kind of formally teaching, or did you take the harder approach (laughs) (laughs) and do a different project for every single grade level?
0: Well, you know me, uh, you go big or go home, right? (laughs) So, So my thought was, that I want to set myself up so that it makes it easier after the first year because you you have all this energy going in as a first year teacher and you just want to like knock it out of the park. I wanted to be awesome. I wanted to give the kids so much. So I did a totally different curriculum for every grade level. There was no overlap. And so every day, that I would teach, I would teach six classes and all the students were doing totally different things, totally different lessons. And it wasn't just like, a, you know, we don't do craft projects in STEM. It was like hardcore science and we're making something and we're building a wheelchair, launching a balloon. So yeah, it was it was really intense.
1: <laughs> now let's reflect on that. You, <laughs> I know you survived it, right? And everything went well. But do you recommend that approach? Do you, looking back, talking to Claire in that first moment in like August, would you say, do it, you could do it? Or what are your thoughts? I probably
0: would say, ask for more help. And looking back now, now that I've survived it, I'm like, yes, because I've set myself up well for next year because I don't have to totally redo everything. I can just kind of keep the same curriculum because it will be new to all the students as they're moving up a grade, Right. So I'm grateful that I did it that way, but I wish I would have brought in more parent volunteers or other teachers to collaborate with things to kind of take some of the load and stress off. Because even though I was only teaching two days a week, I was up at the school every day prepping and often nights working on figuring out what I was going to teach and making sure every, I had everything lined out. And the supplies, I mean, it's just so many supplies that you go through in STEM already. But when kids are doing so many different things, it's like all of the popsicle sticks are gone in one day. I needed to space out who was doing a build this day and who was doing just design work this day. So I think I would have slowed it down a bit and maybe spread out some of the projects and invited more help in.
1: Do you, how about we talk about maybe each grade level, if you want to just give us like a little bit of what you did. Um, And I'm also curious overall, like when you looked at the year, have that same approach for each grade. So I guess I'm looking at the different types of projects you did and then how you structured it. Like did kindergarten look the same as sixth grade? So start with the grade you want. So that was that was kind of my stressful summer last summer is like, how
0: am I going to accomplish this huge thing of like, where do I start? And I think that's where a lot of STEM teachers struggle is, you know, what curriculum do I choose or, or do I need to just do these piece part or what's the end goal of my program? So what I did is I tried to choose kind of a, a theme or a layout that I would do for the grade levels. So for example, kindergarten, Every week was a new letter of the alphabet. And so I'd find a STEM word that is, was associated with whatever letter. So like A was astronaut. We talked about space and things like that. Or we, for E was electricity. And we worked with uh, squishy circuits. And so that was really easy because there was enough letters to fill out the whole school year and kind of go through a lot of topics that gave them a broad concept of what STEM was about and gave them access to a lot of STEM careers to think about and other hands-on activities that we could do. So that was great for kindergarten as a intro to STEM. And then in first grade, I did more things with storybooks. So we would read a book and then do a related engineering design challenge for that book. So that was really great. You can do so many things with storybooks. I know a lot of teachers really like doing that. So that was really fun for first grade. For second grade, we walked through more of a storyline of uh, creation. So nature and people and animals, and then went into weather. So talking about how do you survive a hailstorm? How do you protect a car from a hailstorm? And got to talk more about nature studies. So that that was a really great one for that grade level because it met a lot of standards for second grade. And I did actually collaborate with the teacher on some of those projects as well. So that was that was awesome. And then for third grade, I went into our STEM Explorers curriculum. So that walks through more of a history and geography where each week the students would travel to a new continent or new country, and they would have to do an engineering design challenge related to something that was invented in that country. So we got to learn more about the history and more depth of what third graders can really comprehend and try to tie in more subjects. And then for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, that's more in-depth projects. So uh, we went through Space Club and did a lot of our Launchpad curriculum with those students. And then I did more bigger picture projects. So I had a garden design project where my students Had to figure out how to make a school garden, design it, plan it, and figure out what plants to grow. And then we also, with our fourth graders, I built a motorized wheelchair for a little girl in New York through the Open Wheelchair Foundation. I really wanted the older kids to get a grasp of really big things that they can do, even as kids, with engineering and science things that they already were learning in school. So Doing that and then the weather balloon project with sixth grade was were our big things on top of science fair, which also comes in at those ages. So that's kind of the overview of what I was trying to encapsulate in in my programs.
1: One of the questions we get a lot is about our three stages of STEM and what grades are kind of appropriate for each stage. So it sounds like it was the older grades that you really focused on that stage three, where you had that bigger long-term real world project, the wheelchair, the weather balloon. And then for kinder, maybe through fourth grade, it was mostly stage one and two.
0: Yes. Kinder through third was really where I would end with the, the stage, well, wouldn't end with the stage one and stage two. You know, you can do stage one and stage two through any grade level, but I didn't start the big projects until fourth grade fourth grade is where we did the wheelchair, they did the garden design, and then they also do science fair, we're going to do a colony competition in the next couple years, Uh, and then the weather balloon was also fifth and sixth grade. So yes, you really need to build up those skills before you can get to those advanced stage three topics.
1: Perfect. Yeah, so it sounds like the advice you give is fourth grade is when you really should start kind of upping your STEM game, uh, moving from like those one short like engineering design challenges we see a lot and getting them involved in these bigger projects. They can handle it and they can connect all those because I, I can see how it could be intimidating for an elementary teacher, right? Especially if you're new to STEM. So maybe some tips on how do you implement those bigger projects? Because I know they all came at you at once.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that's the struggle is because you know, fourth grade can kind of be that either, it can go either way on if your students in fourth grade are ready for those big long-term projects. But when you start out, you need to start out with those stage one and stage two to kind of get them in the mindset and kind of train their brain to think like an engineer using the engineering design process before you can even attempt larger scale projects. So it kind of works out to where if you're going to do a stage three STEM project, that it ends up being the second semester and towards the end of the year. And that's why they all kind of piled up on me at once during the wheelchair and the weather balloon and the garden project and science fair were all at the same time. So when we took a field trip to NASA also during that time. So it was a lot. So if I were to give advice, I would probably say, figure out a way that you don't stack up big projects all at the same time. But I do really think you need to emphasize those skills, those foundational 21st century skills of critical thinking and teamwork before you can even think that your students are ready for these stage three STEM projects. So you shouldn't ever plan on starting one of those big projects at the beginning of the year because I don't think that they would be ready at any age.
1: Now that your students have had one year of STEM, you're gonna have them come back and you'll be doing a different project. Maybe perhaps the older students might be ready for a stage three project earlier in the year. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, that's that's a question I'm kind of mulling around. Probably earlier, In the year but not at the beginning of the year. They will still need to work on those teamwork skills and communication. There's going to be new students that are going to be added to the classes so not all of them will be used to how we do engineering design challenges. So I think we're going to be moving let's say the weather balloon project probably to the end of the first semester and try it out and see then. Um, A lot of that has to do with the weather too. I think the weather will be more favorable if we do it in the fall, late fall, we'll, we'll just see. But I really think that we're going to have to go through those stage one STEM challenges and stage two STEM challenges again as well at the beginning of the year.
1: I found in, in my experience with middle school, you can definitely do it in a semester, right? I don't ever start with the colony competition in the beginning. And anytime I'm going to approach a stage three challenge, there's always that team building that needs to happen. Some breaker. You've got to introduce some science concepts, get them comfortable again with engineering design process. So I agree with you. You don't ever want to start a big project, but for older students, there probably can be um, less time that needs to build it up, especially if they've been in STEM programs previously. So I'm curious to see how it turns out next year, and hopefully it's less overwhelming. (laughs) I
0: hope so too. (laughs)
1: Talk about the impact that STEM has had on your students. Wow, I mean, it's just been amazing for me, just
0: seeing what kids can do. I mean, I've always done STEM activities with kids, but when you start doing these big long-term projects where you give them more responsibility and they take on more of that ownership of the project, it really broadens their confidence and their ability to do things outside of school. So I've had students come up to me and be like, "Hey, I built this for my parents," or "I'm working on this this summer." And I'm like, "Wow, you know, I, how would you know you could do that?" And I said, "Well, you know, I was doing things in school, and so I realized that I had those skills." And so that's that's what STEM, the power of STEM is: is opening their mind, giving them those critical thinking skills, so that no matter what comes at them, they have this confidence of, oh yeah, I've tried hard things before. I know how to do things where I'm not explicitly told how to do it because I've done it in class, in STEM. And so that's what's really amazing. And then the other thing is is being able to look outward. And that was one of my goals this year for my students when we specifically did the wheelchair project is I wanted them to understand that when you become a scientist or an engineer, you're not making something or solving a problem for you. And I feel like that's what's lost a lot of times in STEM challenges is they'll build like a car or a roller coaster or a house. and they're like, this is mine. I'm gonna take it home. I'm put it on my room. It's gonna go on my bookshelf. And they like even fight over who gets to take it home, right? right. I'm like no, you're missing the point. Like you're learning how to solve other people's problems. That's the goal. When you go out in the workforce, you're not going to be doing things for yourself. You're trying to better humanity. And so when we built this wheelchair for this little girl, just hearing the students say, oh, she's gonna love this, or ooh, should we do it this color or make it like this so that it will help her with something else? Or will it be more comfortable for her? And the things that they were doing, it was more looking outward. And so that was a huge takeaway that I hope to continue to find projects for. I'm gonna look at ways that we can use our 3D printer to maybe build prosthetic limbs for kids, just to see how my kids can keeping that mindset of looking outward with their abilities.
1: I love that. I think there can always be an empathy component to STEM projects and we've talked a lot about social and emotional skills, so building those building the capacity of kids to build relationships and then like you said see outside of themselves in the team, like the other students in the project, but I love that you can then also think about who is this for? And it's kind of the precursor to understanding there's a customer. So when yeah. you engineering world, it, you're not building the roller coaster because you want to write it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but <laughs> you for all those thousands of people that are going to get to enjoy it or like a biomedical device that's going to save people's lives. It's for this customer. And so I, I, that's really cool. I love that. Get them to think out. Well, I'm excited to see what you have in store for next year. And I'm sure we have a lot more questions that maybe other educators have. You mentioned about materials and organizing that, all the different projects. I mean, I can barely keep track of what grade did what and what you and everything you just said like that. I don't know how you, <laughs> you manage that. So if there's any questions from educators out there that maybe wanna know some more insight, add some comments. Reach out to us. Let us know um, if you have any questions for Claire. And thanks for sharing your reflections from your first year of being a official STEM teacher.
0: Absolutely. And if there's any educators that want to throw out advice this way, I would love that, too, especially storing STEM supplies. I know that's a hot topic and maybe we'll cover that in a future podcast, but I'd love to see a discussion started on our social media or in the comments on our website about all things and what do you need to know when you start teaching STEM? (laughs) See you next week. Bye.